Scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. Welcome everybody to the Animation Station Podcast. Uh, I'm filming from the dark. My name is Josh, and I am joined once again by Jesse Nukong. Hello, hi, good to see everybody. Well, not uh, really see everybody, but yeah, you can good see, to see Josh. You Josh can see me here. until you can't. No. Ah! <laughs> Spooky. Um, but no, Jesse, like, dude, thanks for uh, coming. Wow, I, I didn't even think about shadows. Um, I, I talk with my hands too much. Uh, but that's no. okay. That's it's great for a it's great for a mostly oral medium. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, I'll be like, why? Um, yeah. But no, Jesse, dude, uh, thanks so much for coming on, man. How how you been? It's my pleasure, Josh. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. Uh, I've been good. I've been good. It's been uh, been in production on things I can't talk about because, of course, Always. you know how it is. Um, <laughs> finished some things that I can talk about. Um, Sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just launched a a new mobile game. Well, it's not a new mobile game, but I'm the lead voice on uh, what is that game called again? Lords Mobile. That's it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm the lead character. Yeah. I don't remember when that well, was. I recorded the line so long ago. <laughs> that, is the, that is the thing that like, like one of the things that I'm not 100% sure like people outside of the industry know, like you will record something and it will be months or years. Like I recorded something, a Netflix thing, yeah. and it's still, still nothing. And oh, I'm yeah. just like, I'm just a lowly guard. And I'm just like, I'm just like, I got like three lines, like yeah. three, three lines the entire time. And I'm just like, boop, 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 boop. Oh, I had a, I did this preschool show called Super Monsters. And uh, I had two episodes on it as like a, a guest character mm-hmm. who was this cute little centaur boy. And oh. uh, when I booked it, I immediately was like, this can't be right. They don't want me for this. This is a, this is a joke. This is a gaffe. And uh, I went in to record it, and it was a good time. Everyone was absolutely wonderful, wonderful cast, wonderful production. And I left going like, okay, cool. So I'm going to get recast. Uh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. You did your job. You're getting paid for the day. And uh, I didn't hear a word about it for probably a year and a half. And then, because I have another friend on it, on a whim, I decided to look at the new season when it dropped because she's one of the leads on it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I wonder if I made the cut. And I watched it. And lo and behold, there I was. The entire time in my head, I've just been going like, no, no, I'm going to get replaced. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Your voice doesn't sound like a seven-year-old centaur boy. But it does, apparently. Apparently it does. <laughs> I was. It was me. That's that's a good thing. I've always wanted to be a small centaur boy. Maybe one day I can grow up and be a small and be a seven-year-old centaur boy. <laughs> half a horse, half a man. All centaur boy. See, that's the best. Mm. Now, now here, here's the question: How do you Please. differentiate between your two characters? I mean, you got half horse, half seven year old boy. Like, how does it's so true? It's so how true. does that it's work? Like, it's like finding when when to pull the horse, and like maybe if you're excitable, you'll whinny or something. But I didn't whinny in the show, which is wonderful because I can't, being that I'm a man and not a horse. <laughs> Or D Baker, who can do literally anything yeah, ever. Yeah, Jeez. We need some sort of flying lemur that is also a goat. Who should we get? D Bradley Baker. And you're like, all right. Yeah. I, uh, and somehow he will win an Emmy for it. Oh, of course. Of course he will. <laughs> so uh, I, I coached with Rob Paulson for a little bit. 
And Rob Paulson, awesome dude. Met him absolutely once. Absolutely wonderful cool. man. Just I'm, the coolest dude. I may be a tree in a series with him. Hell yeah, man. Uh, he, he told me the story about Frank Welker once where uh, someone in the room, like they're recording for a show. I think it was Snorks or something a million years ago. Shout out to Snorks. Shout out to Snorks. And uh, Sorry, real quick. For all of our younger yeah. listeners, uh, <laughs> Snorks was like the Smurfs, but underwater. Yeah, yeah, Snorks. So their, little, their little heads had snorkels in them. But uh, sorry, Rob Again, said that for our younger characters, the Smurfs were. Oh yes, <laughs> they're like minions but blue. Yes, that's perfect. That's an excellent <laughs> and small, very small, very small, very three small. apples high apparently. But uh, sorry, <laughs> yeah, the director was like, "Hey, uh, we need someone to do a noise like a like a lobster sneezing." Uh, Frank, you got that? And he just went like, and it, it sounded like the thing. And everyone was just like, everyone around the room was just like, that's a lobster sneezing. Someone give that guy a Kleenex. It somehow sounded wet and sneezy. It's crazy. Yeah. And crusty too. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Um, uh, so yeah, so Jesse, we've got you on, um, yeah. not to talk about Centaur Boys. Um, no. That'll be next episode. I can talk Whole about episode all on day. Centaur Boys. All um, we're going to talk about games. Like Hell games yeah, in man. general, we're going to talk video games. We're going to talk tabletop games. We're going to talk some Dungeons and Dragons, mm. like all the fun games. Uh, so first off, let's just, let's just talk this. What was your favorite video game of all time? Oh boy. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's, a, it's a toughie. <laughs> it's a real toughie. And there's like four that immediately jumped into my okay. mind. Um, we'll take your top four, top five, even we'll, okay. we'll do five. Yeah. Uh, I think my, my favorite, my favorite, favorite, favorite game of all time is probably Katamari Damacy. Okay. You like uh, to roll, roll I, I love to roll. It's very simple. It's very colorful. It's very stress relieving. And it's just like, it's bizarre in all the right ways. Um, probably like a game that had a huge impact on me as a kid uh, though I didn't play it as a child, I played it when I was maybe like 14, 15, was uh, Final Fantasy VI. Which is, not seven. Not seven. I, pl- I loved seven and I played seven. I've got the fucking deluxe edition remake that I'm going to oh, get nice. through once I'm done with Persona 5 Royal. Good luck but, with that one. Oh boy, I am on the very end. Like, oh, I'm nice. In the, I'm in the home stretch. <laughs> I It's been... For, for those of you who are listening to this in the future, we're currently in lockdown. <laughs> and yeah. I've been, I've put in probably 130 hours on Persona 5 Royal at this point. Dang, son. Yeah. yeah so I've only been... put in 100 hours in, in uh, uh, Animal Crossing. <laughs> but dude, that is so relaxing because I'll just be like, you yeah. know what? I'm going to change all my things around and I'll just like, doot, 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 that and was, like four that hours. That was me with Stardew by. Valley for a lot of last yeah. year. Like I was playing Stardew Valley so much last year and just tilling my crops and killing a slime or two here and there, but mostly fishing. Yeah, dude, that's the best part. Like I've I've given up on fishing in uh, uh, Animal, Animal Crossing because it's like bugs are way better. You can sell oh, yeah. them for way more. Oh, yeah. So like I'll just go and I'll just like get a bunch of bugs and just like wait for this stupid chameleon boy to show up and I'll be like take all my bugs <laughs> here's some and he'll bugs, be like chameleon. here's some money <laughs> give me them bells 
where those bells at. Right, like, yeah, uh, right now I think I'm sitting on, like, 40 tarantulas, so I'm just like, because oh he pays, he pays uh, basically uh, one, like, one and a half, so I'm oh like, God. I'm like, oh, really? That's 12,000 bells instead of 8,000 bells. <laughs> I shall make all my money. <laughs> Fuck off, Nook family. Exactly, like, I don't need these Nooks, like, Timmy and Tommy, I don't even talk to Tommy. <laughs> Screw that guy. I just only talk to Timmy. <laughs> I don't talk to busters uh, that are like behind in their sentences. No, no, no. He's busy. He's doing stuff. Um, no, I'll, I'll love and respect the Nook family. So, uh, yeah, you better be careful. They will come after us. Exactly. Um, would be so bad. But yeah, six, I think six. I, I loved seven. I probably seven was the first one I ever played of uh, the Final Fantasy series. And I fucking loved it. It was so good. It was, it really hit me. I'm really excited to dive into the remake. Um, but when I played six, uh, spoiler alert, by the way, for Final Fantasy VI, a 30-year-old game at this point. Yeah, I was about to say, it came out a while ago. A while ago. Um, it was the first one that really impacted, imparted upon me that like games can have consequences within them. Because you lose. Like The big narrative hook of Final Fantasy VI, I think, is approximately two-thirds of, no, three-quarters of the way through the game, the bad guy wins. And, and then don't you have to play it over again? Isn't not, that, not isn't that one of the Final Fantasies? That well, like, one it of the Final you, Fantasies. It starts you over somewhere and you got to do it all over again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I guess it's kind of like that because like, you wake up with another one of the main characters because there's 13 characters in the game you can play as and you find that the world has been destroyed and you guys aren't fighting to save the world. You're got, you guys are fighting to save what's left of it. And you got to, like, bring your heroes back together. You find them, like, dealing with their own shit. And it's really, really cool. And it hit me really hard. Um, <laughs> this is... Uh, my next choice is very modern. And I don't apologize for it. I just like to preface that. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Okay. Like, I probably put, again, another 130, 40 hours into that game. But... I I wept like a child at the end of that game. Like it was such an emotional experience. It left me so drained, but in a great way. And like nothing gets me into a game more than a really good story. Yeah. And like I've I've always loved Western media, like Tombstone, you know, Once Upon a Time in the West. Those are some of my favorite movies. Um and just to just to kind of get to get to play that. And also have this wonderful world of just being able to, you know, go hunting or go fishing or, you know, sit around and play blackjack all day. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was it was such a wonderful experience. And just, I got lost in the story. My only issue with that game was I was hoping it was going to be more like GTA, mm. where you can hide from the marshals. Mm. And then, so, like, there were towns when I stopped playing that, like, I could never go back to. Like, there was no way. I don't have enough money to ever yeah. go back there. Because, like, yeah. like, first time going, like, the first town, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go. I think it was, like, li is this, like, Liberty or something? One of those towns. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was I just like, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go in here. Like, there was a guy that, there was, like, a safe house, and there were, like, the O'Toole boys or whatever. Oh, that yeah, Irish yeah, yeah, with the, uh, with the, with the, um, 
the drug ring or the doctor. Yeah. And so I, I go in yeah. there and I'm just like, I'm like, okay. And I'm like, I kill all these bad guys because they're the bad guys. And I'm like, yeah, I did it. And then all of the marshals are there. And I'm like, yeah. well, time to I, run. Like, I can't just realize I, I got to kill a couple of them because I'm in a door. Like, I'm yeah. in a room where I'm like, I have to, there's only one entrance and it's through these guys. So I had to kill some marshals. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, your bounty is now like $800. And I'm like, <laughs> this is the beginning of the game, man. Yeah. Oh, I no. have like $30 <laughs> to my name. Like, I can't I, do this. I, I, you know, I kind of love that aspect of it where I had to like think, think shit through before I did anything in the game. Like, yeah. I couldn't just like walk into the walk into the general store and hold it up, because you know, what am I gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was it was really really lovely. Um, I and I would say like my my last pull, without going super deep, was uh, Yakuza, but Yakuza Zero. Okay, so not yeah. like Yakuza Two. I really love Yakuza 2. I've, yeah. I've been playing through all of them uh, over the past two, three years. And I played, I played one first, Yakuza Kiwami, the most recent um, uh, remaster of it. And I thought, oh, this is really, really good. And then I played Zero uh, as my next game because I wanted more backstory on everybody. And I think like Zero on its own is an incredible game. Mm-hmm. But Zero taken within the context of having played the first one first and looking at where these people came from was magnificent because it was so tragic and so powerful and like so goofy in that Sega way where like, you know, in Yakuza 5, you can take a break from pursuing Yakuza bosses who are trying to kill you to play Taiko no Tetsujin in the arcade. Because of course you can. I love it. It's great. <laughs> But yeah, like that that one really sat with me too, just as again, just a really, really good story in games. You know? Like I've there's a lot of people, especially right now, who are binging a lot of media, and of course, binge a lot of media. Watch the Dragon Prince on Netflix, all three seasons currently streaming. But uh No shameless plug there. Oh, how how could it be? <laughs> um You just flash a poster like on the screen during this time, it's just like boom, boom, boom. There it is. <laughs> My Dragon Prince stuff in the back. Ah, yes. Um, yes. <laughs> you know, audio, audio medium, so I got to do a visual gag. Uh, yeah, like, I, I'm just so hooked on the stories of it, and I know a lot of people are, like, binging series right now. And By all means, like, I spent the first probably week of lockdown catching up on um, Into the Badlands, which is one of my favorite shows on TV right now. But a good game will hold me longer than any show. Yeah. You know, because it's like interactive and you can make choices in it. And even if the choices are kind of like, you know, Mass Effect where they don't super matter, like that's still fine because I'm still a well, part of it. Well, they matter in the second one, just not that much in the third one. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, the big finale where your choices don't matter. But, you know, yeah. no, no shade. I, I love the Mass Effect games. Um, yeah, I could, I could go on, Josh. Well, hey, that's the whole point of this entire episode. Is just mm. we're just gonna go on. Um, yeah. like my my thing with uh, like video games, like I think because I, I, I played them when I, I I was a kid, but it was yeah. it really wasn't until I want to say like Halo Two and Halo Three 
mm. that I just got because I was playing with friends. Yeah, and like it's yeah, completely yeah. different. And so I was like, yeah, I'm having fun with my friends, either online or like we're all in the same room and we're just like breezing through everything. Uh, like that was like, that's some of my fondest memories yeah. of like playing games is like playing Halo 3, like on Friday nights, mm. uh, just like going out with my friends and we're just. Yeah, having a LAN party or whatever. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, like to me, that was like so much fun. Cause like I, I suck at shooting. Like I'm just bad at shooting, so I would get in the warthog and like have a dude on my back, and I was just yeah. like, "We're just gonna go." And so, like, oh, dude, man. I can drive circles around anybody in Halo because that's all I got. Like, I can get wheelmans, maybe a couple splatters here and there, but like, I will get wheelmans. Like, you know, it's it's so funny too because like I I do not like shooter games. I'm not good at them. Yeah, same. Like, I'm just, I'm just bad. Especially modern ones can give me a bit of vertigo because there's just so much going on, and uh. Are are you familiar with the Outer Worlds? Just dropped from Obsidian. Uh, I've I've watched I've watched gameplay of it. I've not yeah. I've not played it. So uh, the reason I bring it up is it has one of the best stories I've played in games in a while. Because it was written by the team that did like the original like Fallout One and Two, who went on to do Fallout New Vegas, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> they they did not skimp on using that in the marketing too, because Fallout Four and uh 76 have just uh, four was fine and three was okay but 76 76 bombed no but uh yeah like i I played it kind of in spite of the fact that it's a first person shooter and i realized like going in the way they've designed the game is so that you can play with any build you want it's like new vegas where with fallout new vegas the designers went in and said like what if the player character had a flamethrower in their mouth. And every time they opened their mouth, they just incinerated whoever they spoke to. We want that player to still be able to win. So there's an ending where if you kill literally everybody in New Vegas, you can still win. And with, uh, with Outer Worlds, I very quickly pivoted to just doing like sniping and energy weapons so I didn't have to like get into the freneticness of the combat. Yeah. And it made my life so much easier and it allowed me to experience what was a really cool story that was only like 30, 40 hours, something like that. Not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad yeah. at all. Like Very reasonable. See, yeah, like that's my thing. Like I love story games. Like that's why Fable 2, mm. fantastic. Yeah. Like I, it was just so deep. And like in the Assassin's Creed games. Yeah. Most yeah, of yeah, yeah. them, most of them. There are some of them most that of are them. spotty. Um, yeah. But like, I, dude. Though, I have, like, I have a controversial Assassin's Creed opinion okay. for you. I really liked Unity. I don't remember Unity. Is that, that was the, the French the one. The French one? Okay. I like, really, I, really liked it. I played the French one for a while. I did like that, <laughs> you know, other people could pop in and they would just be different colors of you. Yeah. I liked that. That was pretty fun. I didn't play the English one. As I, I heard uh, it was bad. It was it was okay. I the thing that the thing that got me about the English one is it suffered from like Forrest Gump syndrome. Mm-hmm. Where so many famous people were in the uh, game. And like your your tech guy in it was Alexander Graham Bell, I think. Like he's no. the one that gives you your grappling hook, and uh, like Karl Marx is in it, like Queen Victoria's in it, and like yes, technically all of these much. people's paths could have crossed in this time. But come on, guys! Like I I recently beat Odyssey. Mm. Dude, yep. I loved Odyssey so much. I I want to play the Egyptian one. 
I don't remember what that one's called. But then that they is Origins. Origins. But then they yeah. just announced the new one. I think we get a trailer to again to date this episode. Uh, <laughs> we get the trailer tomorrow for like the Viking version. Really? So yeah, we're gonna Ooh, we're gonna go cool. we're gonna go Vikings, and I'm like Ooh, Vikings now. We get some Norse. That'd be cool. Maybe we get I to feel kill like, Thor. That'll be cool because that guy's a, that guy's an asshole. So. I feel like the game industry goes through trends in terms of mythologies, and maybe it's me, but I feel like Ubisoft is a little late on this one. Yeah, you know, because that that's like firmly a two years ago thing, especially with God of War. God of War, yeah. I was I'm, I was incredible. hoping that they were gonna do you know like, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. Like a lot of people have been wanting feudal Japan. Because I'm like, mm. you give me feudal Japan, that'll be amazing. Yeah. Because uh, uh, then, then I don't have, you know, white boy character or white yeah. girl character. I get a cool Asian character, and I'm like, give me a cool Japanese character. That'd be awesome. I have a very specific ask, two very specific asks of Ubisoft, of Ubisoft for Assassin's Creed. And I know neither one's going to happen. But I would love a, I would love a, like, not contemporary, but like, 19 1900s brazil like Ooh. in the midst of like just the 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 like the authoritarianism of it and like coming up through and like capoeira combat would be really fucking cool to implement and really vibrant and cool um i know it's never gonna happen but i think that'd be super cool to just like have oh, very maybe. basic firearms and have to you know use more traditional cooler weapons um, yeah, I'm not, other a, one. I'm not a fan of like all the guns. Like the guns are one of the things. Like that's why I'm like, you give me feudal Japan. Like you may have muskets, yeah, maybe, and you like, have like a six foot tall longbow. <laughs> exactly. Like yeah, that's what I like. That's what I want. Like give me like English. Give me like the War of the Roses. Like oh yeah, that'd that be would incredible. be that would be so good. But I, yeah, uh, I yeah the guns. The guns have just like killed it for me there's too many guns yeah my my other ask and this is perhaps just because of my background is i'd love to see one of uh the philippines under spanish colonization oh that would be pretty interesting because there is such a rich history of resistance in the philippines and like standing up to uh to spanish invaders or american invaders later on and i think there's such there's such a cool especially like the makeup of the cities is so tight and unique and it would make for a really cool uh navigation experience but i also know that asking of those two specific games is a very me centered thing it's like going to ubisoft and saying excuse me ubisoft uh how about a game for me well it's it's one of those like i i feel like they're gonna have to because they've just been kind of stuck in the same type of yeah. character for a while that's why i thought origins was a cool divergence origins was neat because i'm like we're not in europe anymore yeah interesting that's there cool was, there was a lot i didn't like about origins in terms of the game itself was it the but camel? i loved no i like the camel camel was cool <laughs> uh no i just i didn't like that it was getting a little too like uh something that i thought was really neat about the games was the science of them Mm-hmm. Like I know it's all pseudoscience, but the the concept of the pseudoscience I thought was really cool, and it kind of threw me off that it started getting more magicy towards the end. Yeah, that's that's kind of the way the Odyssey is. Like, there's yeah. a lot of like 
Zeus, and you're like, yeah, oh, just cool, God did it. Zeus. It's fine. <laughs> but I mean, it. it I I like like because you can go uh, and fight the Cyclops. Oh really? Yeah. So like oh, from from Jason, and I'm just like, oh hell yeah! <laughs> so like I I stumbled upon that island. It's like the island of like no one or whatever, and yeah. I was just like. Oh, because I went into this cove and everything, and then you see him come out, and I'm like, oh, sweet. So he was a tough dude, but I beat him, and I was like, yeah. And I was you like, is there, any, is there any other cool thing in here? And it's like, not really. That was basically no. it. And I was like, oh, okay. I always, I always like games that take the opportunity to do those things, but I also would appreciate those games more, I feel, if they took the opportunity to do like cool, dumb visual storytelling once in a while with it yeah. like maybe in the in the cyclops cave there's just like a guy who's been crushed to death <laughs> that would yeah that would be cool like there's so many things that you can do that i i mean it's just it's got to be an expense thing like yeah absolutely. the money's just not there oh yeah and like of course like i have to keep reminding myself not every game is fucking yakuza and not every game is produced by a company that's so gung-ho and, like, uh, that's so, uh, uh, you know, just that won't say no. Yeah. Like, Ryuga Gotoku, or uh, however, I don't quite remember the name, but, uh, like, those guys. Because they'll just approve anything in the game, and I love that, you know? And it's Ubisoft. You would think that they'd be like, okay, like, yeah. we got all the money. Yeah, but they also got to put out new games like every six months. This is true, yeah. Um, Which is fine. Like, the the games I've played from them, because I played probably... I played for Assassin's Creed, of course. I did the next few. I played all the Ezio games. Oh, the Ezio uh, Oh, man. Those were all fun. And I kind of fell off after Origins. But that's after, like, I bought Origins on sale thinking like, oh, you know, it's 30 bucks right now. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lose a lot of money on it. And I turned out really enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. But it was the same is... thing with me with Odyssey. Cause like I yeah. had been burned before. Cause I was just like, I think unity, I think unity may have burned me. Mm. Um, see, I bought unity for 10 bucks and I was like, oh, what a deal. Oh, see, yeah. I bought <laughs> it for in. 60. Uh, oh, cause like, it was, it was just after ba- uh, black flag. And I was like, I loved black flag, oh, black flag so incredible. much. And then Unity comes out, and I'm like, hell yeah, a new Assassin's Creed game? And it's like, mm-hmm. oh no, this is not Assassin's Creed. This is like mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed, not like any of the other Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Black Flag was such, it was so great. The ship combat was incredible. Because, oh, so like, the ship combat was my favorite part of, um, uh, oh, geez, the American one. Oh, uh, was that just Assassin's Creed 3? Yeah, Connor. Yeah. Assassin's yeah. Creed Connor's in this. Assassin's one. Creed Connor. Um, yeah, the ship combat was my favorite part of that game. Well, the, th- that's why I love Odyssey because it brings that ship combat uh. back. And I'm like, ooh. So, like, I would go and you can change your crew out. So, oh. like, like in Black Flag, when you had just, you know, that you would have like your uh, sea, sea shanties, which is hard yeah. to say, uh, sea shanties going. Uh, and it was just all men. You can do mm. that in the in Odyssey, but you can switch them out too. So you will have uh, all men singing, but then you can switch them for an all female crew. Oh, interesting! And so you have an all female crew singing like these Greek shanties, and I'm oh, like, cool. It's um, it sounds so good. Uh, I gotta say, something I really appreciate about Ubisoft is 
their dedication to getting shit right. Yes. Like, I, I love that it's Greek sea shanties, mm-hmm. you know? And the, the handful of times I've auditioned for Ubisoft stuff, they've been incredibly precise about what they want in terms of accents and, like, proper representation and uh, diversity within their casts. And that's something that is amazing. I love it. And I, I am always excited to see who they get. Like, my, my buddy Michael, Michael Antonakis, was the lead in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Okay. He's the main player He's, character, uh, like, if you're a guy. Guy. Um, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember the guy's name either. But, you Chef know. Chelios, that's not his name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't even get me started on Crank, man. I need a third one. But I think uh, we it, all need a third one. Yeah, it's never going to happen. But, no. You know. Jason Statham's too big now. He's like Statham's too big. Like, and Neville Dean Taylor crank? broke like, up. <laughs> I don't know. I think he might. He did. He did. I spy, and he did like Hobbs and Shaw, a Fast and Furious story. <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw, an underrated movie. I loved Hobbs and Shaw. It came out have... at a bad time because it yes. was amazing. But uh, yeah, Michael is you know uh, in his thirties. He's a handsome handsome greek man with good bone structure he's got like i think he speaks it as well like of course that's him you know yeah (laughs) like it's perfect casting so you know shout outs to michael man (laughs) uh so so let's let's leave video games and we'll go more we'll go more like i guess analog i guess i don't know sure uh and we'll talk like some board games so like are you like super big into the board games you know, I'm not really into the board game scene. I did, uh, I play tabletop RPGs because, you know, I mean, anybody who follows my social media knows I talk a lot about D&D. Uh, I just started last year, probably. Mm-hmm. No, year and a half ago. And, yeah, I'm uh, a newbie too. Like, I'm like two years in, in the Dungeons and Dragons. So like, I'm still pretty new as well. Yeah. And it's like, it's such a cool world because like for the longest time, I was like, this is dumb. I don't want to do this. And then I played it and I was like, oh, this is good. Why am I? Oh, no. <laughs> well, well, that, that's the thing. Like media, like puts that, you know, on yeah. you. Like Dungeons and Dragons is for nerds. Thank you, Big Bang Theory, um, which did absolutely nothing for nerd culture. Like if anybody tells you otherwise, they did nothing for it. They made fun oh, of boy. it. Um, Shout outs to, uh, there's a really good YouTube channel called Pop Culture Detective that did two videos on the Big Bang Theory and how how awful it is. Like, I read this whole, like, somebody posted something. It was this, like, big, long, like, page report up on, like, how the Big Bang Theory is not for, you know, geeks and nerds. Like, it makes fun no, of it. And, like, that, like, opened my eyes. Because, like, mm-hmm. I had watched it before, and I was like, yeah, it's pretty funny. Like, they do a good job. And I've read it, and I was like, oh, no, everything they say in here makes 100, like, makes so much sense that they're just making fun of us um but no yeah i think that's what like before like i think critical role brought it more mainstream yeah critical role has done a lot to bring dungeons and dragons to like the forefront of popular culture yeah and like you know shout outs to matt mercer and all the guys there um yeah like it it really when i started playing i kind of I kind of got thrown in the deep end because I'm playing a, I have been playing a weekly campaign that's been live streamed since day one. Nice. uh, With a few other people who are, you know, brand new and a few people who are, you know, veterans at it now. 
but I was just thrown in and I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is the world. I can do whatever I want. And like, uh, we're, we're currently playing through Curse of Strahd, which okay. is uh, an update for those of you who may be listening or watching who are older school D&D fans. It's a revamp of Ravenloft. And, See, I have uh, no idea. I just know I have the book. Yeah. So uh, Curse of Strahd, it's your gothic horror campaign. It's uh, you all get trapped in this pocket dimension ruled by this shitty vampire dork. And we, we get to this city and we're faced with like uh, the coffin maker of the city has imported vampires into the city quietly. Like We've broken into his place and been attacked by the vampires. And I'm like, shit, what do I do? We can't get out of here. Until one of us has the bright idea to chop a hole in the wall with their sword, because it's a wooden wall, because we can all jump through that and escape. So we do. But their vampire spawn are still in there. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, what do we do? And then I think, hold on. Wood is flammable. I'm a warlock. <laughs> so we burn the building to the ground. <laughs> I mean, like, that's, like, that's what you do. Like, that's the Absolutely. best part about D&D. And you're, and you're just, you have to think, and you're like, hmm. Yeah, you could do this, or you can do anything. <laughs> and I think that's what's kind of kept me interested is like the fact that you have so much creative freedom to do whatever you please. Like, I don't know who said this, but I agree with it. D and D is improv with math. Yes, one hundred percent. I love that, and it's it's something that's really really kept me into it. Yeah, and like that's the thing, like especially like coming like. At, like I've 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 played and I love playing, but I'm also I've also DM'd. Yeah. Uh, we did a we did a thing with uh, KG Tang and his wife Marcy and Adam MacArthur mm-hmm. uh, and my friend Sam and I DM'd for them and it was Adam's first time playing. Oh wow! So like uh, KG and Marcy, they play like they they run one now mm-hmm. where it's D and D, but it's all like wrestling. So like they're, yeah, they're wrestlers, I've heard about this. dude. It's amazing. I can't, I can't for the life of me remember what it's called right now. Uh, but yeah, like I, so I had them on. They know how to play. Sam knew knew how to play. Adam didn't know. So first thing he does is because I'm like, okay, I'm gonna set this up easy because it's first time playing. You're in a bar. This guy's gonna give you your quest. First thing he does, punches the dude, and I'm like, I right, <laughs> here we go. Uh, then, oh, then they're it. in this place. They're have like it's a four-story building. Mm-hmm. Bad guys on the fourth floor. They're on the third floor. Yeah, it's a library. Uh-oh. What obviously should they do? Let's set the library on fire. Be like, well, okay, obviously. you guys do know that you got to go up one more floor, right? And like, yeah, let's go up one more floor. I'm like, fire, How- go up. Like now, let me ask you, Josh. How is DMing? Because I've thought about it, and I've thought uh, about doing it, but I've never done it before. It's it's great. Like, but you can have everything planned out. Like on the like Saturday, our our last one that we had, um, I literally t-balled it because like mm-hmm. this guy's a rogue, uh, and so like, my friend Liam, I'm like, listen, like he's a rogue. He does everything. They're trying to get. There's a vampire that they're trying to. They're on an island. They've been invited into this into the home vampires man they're at this thing he's basically glazed everybody's eyes pretty much yeah. so they're all kind of rare. um they've been invited to come in and i'm like listen nobody has seen you because he went off to read this map in the bathroom 
Yeah. So like nobody saw where he was. I'm like, okay, you can go, you can do whatever you want. So he sneaks through this area and I'm like, cool. There's a guy changing in there into his uh, way his server's outfit. And yeah. he's like, cool. I'm going to go talk to him. And I'm like, I, so he's okay. like, I'm like, you shouldn't be here. And then like, he starts inching closer to the door to the kitchen. And so he's like, okay, he pulls a knife and I'm like, gonna happen. scream like he's gonna <laughs> scream and so like he screams and then he like tries to like it's like i didn't give this guy any ac like yeah. nothing so yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like he attacks and i'm like okay uh roll your attack it's like an 11 i'm like okay so i didn't know what to give this guy for ac so i'm like i'm just gonna roll a d20 and that's gonna be his ac natural 19 and of i'm course. like the guy gets out of like he dodges he's a nimble server Yep. Uh, completely dodges it. He runs to the door, uh, puts his hand on it to open it. And then, so he's like, okay, I'm going to barricade my back against the door to the kitchen. I'm like, the guy is going to the door that leads out to the hallway. Okay. And he's like, yep. okay. I'm like, guy runs out screaming throughout the entire man, like blows the entire thing. And I'm like, uh, okay, because like that's the one thing about DM, like you have to be able to. Like, you can have all of the best plans, and then somebody is gonna go. And I'm like, bro, I t-balled it. So like, I'm I'm sitting there. His wife is there, like looking at him, like, what are you doing? <laughs> His friend Tim, and he's just like, I, I I don't know what, how, why are you doing this? So it's like, like, what was I supposed to do? And like at the same time, they're like. You knock the guy out, and then he's he's out, and then you take his clothes. And they're both yeah. yelling at him, and Liam's just like, "Oh, well, I mean that makes the most sense." But you know, we we, we have uh, one player in my current game, uh, Dice Cream Sandwich on Twitch. If anyone's interested, but uh, we have one player who got his own emote. That's uh, damn it, Kevin, because All his right. character is a uh, he's a, a Triton warrior who just bungles everything. He just dives headfirst into every situation. He, uh, uh, Strahd shows up at like a, uh, <clears throat> at a junction in the road and is all like, oh, I'd like to speak with you. And he charges straight at him. And we're all like level seven or eight. Like we could probably pull it off if a bunch of us died. And Straw just like snaps his fingers and has him sit at the side for the rest of the conversation and eventual battle and turns him into his new best friend. Of course. Yeah. Which is, is what like our, our DM uh, props to him because he's just doing incredible work with it. Like, yeah, it, it just seems like uh, you just got to be ready for anything that could happen ever. Yeah, like I did one with uh, for Unlocked, uh, mm-hmm. where I had like like Rico Fajarda and Felicia Angel and like Chris Waycamp. So we had a bunch of you know anime voice actors. Like I we I went all the way. Like I went to drove to Dallas in order to do it. Yeah. So I like I had them all. We were in a cool place, and the whole thing is like the guy's got a wand. They have to get this wand back. Uh, <laughs> so because he turned this guy into a sheep, and he had to get the wand back to unturn the guy into a sheep. And so I'm like, okay, so they're all fighting and Chris is a wizard and he's down below. And so he's like, they know that they have to get this wand. Like I've explained this multiple times. So he throws shatter into the room 
And I'm like, what's the radius of shatter? It's like a hundred feet. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like, what does that do? It's like destroys everything that's not stone. And I'm like, including the wand. Okay. So like I had this whole entire thing planned. They were going to fight a dragon. Yeah. Like they were going to fight this dragon and it was going to be super cool. And like, as the guy turns this bed, turns a bed into a dragon with like transformation. It's going to be oh, awesome. Yeah didn't get to do any of it i'm just like now you have to fight this poor guy who's like now i'm out of magic things (laughs) they just go up and they like gank him and i'm like all right but like i i do it differently because like there's full 5e but then i i do it like Mm 3.5 which uh different uh because like 3.5 back in that D &D was Mm -hmm. more of a you get to it's not based on roles. It's what you think your character can do. Like it's yeah. way more role play. Okay. Interesting. And so like, I try to do a nice mix of that. Cause like if this person, like in, in that one, like there was a, uh, somebody was a, uh, like an acrobat. Like that was their, their backstory. Like they were a rogue and they were an acrobat in the circus. So I'm like, okay, I'm base. I'm not even going to have you roll for an acrobatics because you are literally an acrobat. Yeah. Like there would be no point in you doing that. You're there. You just do it. So like I had them, like one of them was a owl. Cause like we put, we did like a humble thing, humble wood or whatever it was called. So I was like, yeah, you can be an owl. I don't care. So they do this thing where like, she can't fly, but she can climb up really high and soar. So she Mm -hmm. climbs up this tower, jumps off. And I'm like, okay. So she's like, she wants to grab the acrobat and like throw her into something in order to do this like cool thing. yeah yeah and i'm like sure like an acrobat will obviously be able to spring high enough and catch the only thing i'm going to make you roll is for the attack and like and you're going to roll for like make sure that you're in on point on this so mm-hmm. like, yeah i was just like yeah and it worked out very well and they were able to kill this guy and i'm like yeah it's just cool because you don't have to because like if they would have rolled for that they could have like gotten ones and been screwed oh yeah absolutely but story-wise it would make more sense and it was way more fun because they had more fun that they would be able to do this because of what their characters are yeah well it uh are, are you familiar with pathfinder at all yes yeah okay so uh i want to my... get sorry i want to get a Starfinder going because like mm. i've got the Starfinder books and i just need people to play Starfinder with because i'm like <laughs> it's pathfinder in space guys space a friend of mine in Ottawa has been trying to invite me into her masks game. Are you familiar with it? I don't know what masks is. So it's apparently a new one where you uh, you play as superheroes. And it's all, it's very like CW drama-y and it's very lovely. That sounds like amazing. That. It sounds like super fun. Uh, she was going to get a game going here, but she had to head back to Ontario. But... Um, it, it reminds me a lot of what you're describing of like the new Pathfinder, like Pathfinder Two. Honestly, uh, I haven't heard of Pathfinder Two. I've just heard of Pathfinder Two E or whatever it is, but it's the most recent edition of Pathfinder. Hmm. Uh, one of my DMs wanted to convert one of our games over, and it was amazing the amount of like backstory and like character choices and uh, uh, backgrounds you could go from. Like, I saw a, I saw one that would that was like barrister like a lawyer and any really any uh race could be anything 
So, you know, goblin is a playable race in the game. Mm-hmm. You could play a goblin lawyer, should you wish. And, That's you know, like maybe some they... Birdman type of stuff. Yeah, and maybe they, like, mitigate, uh, you know, cases between woodland animals or something. But, you know, you've got all these options, and they're all they all make sense within that world. You know, it's not just acolyte, uh, criminal, whatever they are in 5e. It's like more in depth than that, which all translates to different skills. You know, yeah. if you're a lawyer, say you're good at speech or persuasion, you're good at deception and you're good at diplomacy, say. See, I, I like stuff like that. Like that's why like I, I completely understand why they did like yeah. why they created Pathfinder because four was just mm. awful uh, D and D. So I was so like, we have to create new. Yeah, exactly. I've never touched it. I don't want to touch it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's why I liked, like, that's why I like doing that nice little like combo between like 3.5 and five, which it sounds yeah. like that's more like what Pathfinder two is. So now I want to look up Pathfinder two. Well, like just, you know, you're allowed to do your own rules. You're the DM. You, you decide what to do. Yeah. <laughs> And, and again, dude, I, if you get the chance, I say DM something. Like, yeah, I even think, like I, think they're, I they're, might. Even if there's a little, just a little one-shot, there's plenty of one-shots that you can find that give you mm-hmm. just like, especially something that's like, I only want to do like 30 minutes or an hour. Yeah. Like you can find stuff online that's like 30 minutes to an hour. You don't have oh, to do yeah. a full like eight-hour one-shot unless you're a crazy person. My, uh, my friends over at D&D Beyond gave me a, gave me a membership. And nice. I've been going through campaign books and it's, it's really neat just to see the, the, the ease with which one shots can be done. Yeah. But uh, you know, you kind of got to do some work once in a while. My, my buddy Logan, who's the one that introduced me to Pathfinder two. Uh, basically like he, he runs a weekly stream game called nap 19 and his group is doing a modified five E that is uh, based on Fate Stay Night. Ooh, okay. So he has rules established for like servants and uh, you know the different classes of servant mm-hmm. that are based off of five or five e, but they're not you know exactly interlocking. Uh, similarly, my friend Kevin, who runs Dice Cream Sandwich, the streaming group that I work with, uh, d- did a Pokemon one shot. I've heard about a Pokemon one-shot one before. I've heard about a Pokemon one and a Dragon Ball Z one. And I was yeah. like, whew, those sound intense. I remember in high school, my one experience with like tabletop role-playing before two years ago was someone brought in a, uh, a source book for a Dragon Ball Z RPG. Hmm. And I remember creating a character that was a Saiyan pop star, and he got trampled by fans. <laughs> And that is the extent of my knowledge about that's it. A, well, I mean, if they're Saiyan fans, then I would, I completely understand that. Of course. Absolutely. Like Saiyan fans are worse than like K-pop fans. Like they will oh, get you. Oh. Um, Not to say anything ill of K-pop fans. Oh, no, no. Like, bro, love I love you. K-pop, but it's like. Oh, it's my favorite. Don't come, come at they'll, me. They'll come at you hard. Um, yeah. that, that's, they're worse than Tom Nook, man. Yeah, man, he'll, he'll go after you. If they ever combined, oh, unstoppable. Oh, no. Um, but no, yeah, like, and like I, I see I like stuff like that, but I'm such a bad like I'm such a wuss. I can't do magic. Like no, no I refuse. No. I refuse. Like I like 
I, I play rangers. Like, rogues and rangers are what I mainly play. <laughs> rangers have spells. I don't use them. Mm. I don't even use Hunter's Mark because I'm like, I don't want to do it. <laughs> See, I my very first game, very first campaign, I played a warlock. Real simple, real easy. Uh, more role-playing than anything else because a mm. lot of my spells were like, you know, Disguise Self or Speak with Dead or – Especially yeah. like starting out, like like warlocks, yeah. like I can do fireball, and you're like, yeah, I know cool. what I can do. I know how spells work a little. But my second game I ever played was a paladin, and he was a lot of fun to role play because he was just a big dumb good boy. And I just took all the things that made me the biggest fucking tank. Yeah. So the final game of that campaign so far. We were facing off against this magic evil tree that just kept sprouting roots to attack us. And I had taken like heavy armor master and sentinel and like they couldn't hit me. Like it was four of these things on me. And I was just like, ha, ha, ha. Like just effortlessly gliding them off while everyone else did everything else. Yeah. But man, like, it's just such a world of difference playing essentially the exact same game, just with a different rule set, you know? Yeah. Well, like, I, because, like, I, my first, my first character was a rogue swashbuckler. Mm, so yeah. they have that whole thing with a swashbuckler where they're used to being on a ship, so they have tipsy sway. So yeah. you can fight something, and then just, you use disengage, it's just a free action. Yeah, you can just, just run away. Yeah. Um, like no, no bonus, no nothing. So I was like, hell yeah, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. So our DM hated that. He was like, it breaks the game. And I'm like, it's in the book. Like, it's right there. Like, like, of course it doesn't break. Well, like, he didn't like, cause it wasn't a, like in the, it was in sword coast and he hated me using that. So now he doesn't like uh-huh. sword coast at all. Um, cause I was like, I also want to be a water elf. Uh, <laughs> like I want to be a water elf swashbuckler. And that's what you I know was. What? That all tracks. <laughs> like, well, cause then like, so in this one, uh, it's been like two other campaigns. So this campaign, I was like, okay, I'm going to bring sword coast back. Yeah. So I was a lichen elf. So that's it's so like, cool. so yeah, it's just an elf that can, it can't, it's not a werewolf. It controls when it wants to turn into a wolf. Oh, so like so doesn't cool. it, like it's and it's just a it's just an action so it's yes. like i can just do it whenever there's no sleeps per day only x amount of time per day anything like that because it's like this big of a paragraph and it gives you nothing so it's like it doesn't <laughs> say there's no limitations so he, he and but he didn't let me be a swashbuckler again so i was like okay i'm gonna be a gloom stalker so that one like if if it's complete darkness, nothing can see you, even if they yep. have dark vision. So I'm like, I'm going to be a gloom stalker. And so then I went and I got mobile, which allows you to, so I'm dual, dual wielding because yep. a ranger. Um, I got mobile, which means you can attack. And as long as you make an attack, they don't get opportunities of attack against you. So yep. I just turned myself into a swashbuckler again. <laughs> uh, and I was like, he he got he caught on when I was like when we were like okay I hit four and I was like I want to get this feet and he was like looking at it and he was like you're a dual wielder right and I was like yeah and he was like I'm like ha ha I beat you Son and he was bitch. like fine you did it. <laughs> uh, but we ended up playing and we got caught by these people yeah. and of all the characters at the end of the thing because like we ended up getting caught and we all had to fight each other yeah in a nice pit and I was like. All right, I had 
to kill like four people. Of course, because <laughs> I'm and like you could because you can I, just you disengage. Can't, you can, yeah, you, I just disengage. You can't touch me. Plus, with Gloomstalker, like at the start, because like it was uh, each round, so it was like it would be this person versus this person, and then the winner would face the next person, and the winner would face the next person. So at the beginning of each round of uh, initiative combat, I get an extra attack. So ah. as a dual wielder, it was attack, 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 bonus action, attack. Yes. Yeah, so you so get it was four like, attacks I get four go. attacks and my initiative was a nine. So I was like, <laughs> I'm always going first. I'm sorry, yeah. guys. I killed four of my party members and I'm just like, sorry. Goes to I'm show, magic man. Magic weapons too. Gloomstalker was the fix for Ranger. Yeah, dude. And like, so like I, I can no longer be a Gloomstalker. Yep. Um, I can no longer be a swashbuckler. Yep. Um, so I was just like, so our new one that we got, I'm like, I'm going to be a gunman. I've got a uh, gun now. Yep. So now I can just I, sit uh, back and go. Pew. I have another game that's, uh, I think I think she's trying to get into a podcast. I don't, I don't know when it's coming out. Um, but I'm playing a monk, specifically nice. a halfling monk or a gnome monk. I can't remember. I think I'm going to catch monk. an arrow out of the air. Uh, throw it back yeah you know all of his stuff because he's he's very very dumb and he's very very chaotic that's his whole shtick like he's a 17 year old halfling monk with a bad attitude who found a pamphlet written by sensei ron for death jitsu and that's his thing where he taught himself death jitsu from a pamphlet and like uh, most people that learn like most martial arts and my whole shtick with him has just been dive into combat, flurry of blows, flurry of blows, flurry of blows, and like... Use all your key points, first round of combat, flurry of sometimes, blows. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> just, just end it real quick. But yeah, man, it's been, it's been so interesting experimenting with different classes and different games, and also just like getting to play different characters, mm-hmm. you know? Like... My my warlock character is chaotic neutral and very deeply so, but he has he has a goal in mind, like he has purposes in mind, versus like my paladin who is just the again a big dumb sweet boy, who just did everything in the name of Bahamut and tried to you know do good all the time and like convince people to convert to Bahamut was his thing. Yeah. Versus Todd, my shitty halfling monk. <laughs> Whose whole shtick is just like he wants to do damage and cut school and you know bully his dorky little brother Hector. Well, I mean that that's the way it was with uh, my uh, my uh, lichen elf. Like I did, like we did a thing where uh, my friend Elizabeth and my friend Jennifer, uh, the wife's DM, we were all siblings. Yeah, and like we had this whole thing, so we were the last of our pack. Uh, our parents were killed. We're trying to find our parents' thing. So, like, I like I we just did it by who was the oldest. So I was the oldest, mm-hmm. um, and so I was like, okay, so like they're my younger siblings, my younger brother and my younger sister. So I'm like, I have to be the big brother and kind of protect everybody. And so the first two people that die in this thing are both of my siblings. Of course. So I'm just like, that's when it turned into, you know what? Get like I'm yep. killing everybody now. Because it's like, I don't care. So, yeah. again, only person to survive. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I have to escape now to try and 
res my siblings later. So yeah, I don't so know if we ever go back to that, it'll be interesting. Yeah, there's so many things you can do in it. Like Dungeons and Dragons yeah. is so cool. Yeah, and it's it's such a it's such an easy hobby too. Yeah. Honestly, like if you if you've got especially right now, if you've got Zoom and you've got like three friends, you can start a campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I know just, that's asking a lot of some people, me mostly. But you know, ask Jesse. Very, Jesse will be your DM. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> uh, what's going to be great is this will come out like in June or July, and like yeah. you'll get a DM and be like, "Hey, will you DM my campaign?" You'll be like, "What? What are you talking about?" I'm sorry, about? what? happened? Uh, Who are you? <laughs> well, I mean, like we were, uh, we can't really talk about it too much because it got pushed. But we're supposed to be doing a thing. That's right. Yeah, that's right. We are supposed to be doing a thing. Whenever flights become available (laughs) you know (laughs) well i I guess we could do it like through this but i mean it's not as it's not as cool as being everybody at a table that's true because then there's a lot more riffy yeah i uh my my current game is being played through zoom and it's been fun and it's nice because it kind of like forces us all to listen to each other (laughs) yeah well, that's the like, best part about Dungeons and Dragons. You'll have two people over here having a meta conversation, and yeah. then it'll be like their turn in combat, and be like, "I'm sorry, what? What's going on?" Yeah, no, like I, I'm. My experience with D and D prior to ever playing it was stuff like you know nerd poker with Brian Posehn, or um, uh, oh god, that one the Game Grumps did a number of years ago, or uh. You know, I'm listening to Trials and Trebuchets right now. That's and they're amazing. all like, it's great. It's really fun. But they're all like jokey campaigns. Mm-hmm. Not like the campaign is a joke, but the characters and the people playing them understand that like, this is a game, they're having fun. So I riff constantly. Yeah. Like we, we had a moment where, um, so in the lead up to the big fight with Strahd, we got a scroll of Heroes, Heroes Feast which, you know, gives you all these benefits, but you got to eat the meal and then it expires in eight hours or 24 hours or something. And uh, we had it for breakfast because we were heading out first thing in the morning. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And and like you said, it lasts 24 hours. I mean, if you have it for breakfast, like we had like in my first campaign, we were all ended up being like level like 18. Um, So like we had our wizard new heroes feast. And so it was like, Heroes feast forever. So we would heroes feast like every morning. Oh, sure. Like just like, should we heroes feast? Yeah, let's go ahead and heroes, heroes feast. feast. Why not? So we did, and we're all just kind of chatting about it. And it's like it's the morning before like the big final battle, and everyone's getting serious. And I just kind of looked at everybody in Zoom, and I was like, you know, guys, we started this as a paladin, a warlock a ranger, a cleric, a rogue, but we're leaving this, the breakfast club. And the entire chat just died laughing. Gah. And I was so satisfied <laughs> with myself. <laughs> but I think we ended up taking the name like the brunch club or something for our See, group. that's good. We, we were always the team in terrible situations. Mm. because our team was the tits. So I like that. There we I go. I like that. My other, my other campaigns group is the casual ruffians. I like that. That's awesome. It's cute, right? It's fun. Oh, it's very cute. 
Because, you know, just casual. You never know. We may not be. Yeah. Oh, that's that's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah but no, definitely everybody go play Dungeons and Dragons. It's a good time. And especially if, like right now, we've got a lot of time on our hands. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a good way to stay creative. It's a good way to keep the keep the old juices flowing. Yeah. And yeah, it's especially with because you got to think on your feet like all the time. That's Always. the whole thing is like you got to think on your feet. Yeah. Um, and you're not like sitting watching Tiger King. So, yeah. well, we already did that. I'm good. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't. I, don't need a second I, I was from Oklahoma. We lived it. You already uh, know it. Yeah, you're we already, already know. There. It. Well, that's yeah. the thing. Like, to me, like, everyone, like, all my friends, like, in LA and everything are just like going crazy over it. And I'm just like, I mean, he was just an idiot. Like, he was yeah. very eccentric in Oklahoma. So, yeah, we He's didn't really pay too much man. attention to it. <laughs> yeah, it was like we just we we knew he was a weirdo. We just didn't pay attention to it. Yeah, and now he gets his own fucking documentary series. Yep, because uh, like I went to Winnie Wood when I was a kid. I held a tiger. Really? Yeah, because wow. dude, it was like an hour and a half away from Oklahoma City. Like you could literally go down there on a weekend, and it was great. Because like, wow. and they would always have like a big thing where they're like, "Hey, the tigers are here. We got baby tigers. Can yeah, we yeah. take them with the tiger?" You'd have to wait like thirty minutes, but. Oh, of course. But yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I have I have a picture of me with a little white tiger, and I'm like, look, it's a tiger. Um, Did you ever meet him? Oh no, you didn't meet him. Oh, of Un- unless he unless he was there on like one of those, like maybe he was there, but like I at least I don't remember meeting anybody that looked like him. I just remember yeah. like regular zoo staff. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, like, it's not like a zoo, and like you would think it's a zoo. Like, yeah, that's no, not what like, it is. Because, like, we had the Oklahoma City Zoo, which is, like, yeah. an actual zoo. It's a zoo. But then you had Winniewood. And then you were just like, okay. But it was not. And it was completely different. It was just like, yeah, this is where you go to see this thing. This is where you go to see this thing. You can buy some stuff. Oh, that's yeah. so fascinating. But, yeah, Dang. no, that was the thing. Like, all of my kids, like, all of my kids, all of my <laughs> friends, like, when we were kids, like, we would go to Winniewood. Because, like, you would wow. go on, like, because, like, again, baby tigers and it's oklahoma you're well, never gonna, gonna have another time yeah. yeah that and it's like where else are you ever gonna see a tiger in oklahoma that you can hold like you can't do that at the zoo because there's standards yeah <laughs> and rules you know because they care about you yes and the tigers and the tigers oh that's so fascinating but sure. yeah dude like just listening like i was listening to uh talk is jericho and mm. they had which, by the way, if you don't listen to Chris Jericho's podcast, listen to Chris <laughs> Jericho's podcast. He's an amazing person. Um, but he had the dude that, like, I haven't seen Tiger King. Like, they had the dude that, like, snitched on him to the FBI. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. The, uh, the, the jet ski guy. guy. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. So they had him on, and he was like, why did you basically narc on him? And he was like, yeah. he did, like, terrible things to the animals. Yeah. Like. He, there was like one part where he had to get rid of space because somebody wanted to drop off some animals. So yeah. he took some tigers out and shot them. Yeah. That's, just cause he's, he's a bad man. Yeah. And like, that's what he would do with the, the tiger cubs. Like, cause you only have X amount of time in order that you're allowed to have these tiger cubs and for profit, it's like six weeks. It's something like ridiculous, like yeah. not a long period of time. And then after that, it was like, okay, I don't need these tiger cubs anymore. I need new tiger cubs. So he's like, what do you do with the tiger cubs? And you're like, you either sell them or you get rid of them. Yeah. And it's like, and that's why the guy like got, it was like, yeah, I didn't like that. So therefore I that turned him sense. into the thing. And I'm like, yeah, I get it, bro. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like but, absolutely turn him in. He's a bad yeah, guy. Definitely. And I'm just like, that's all I needed from Tiger King 
was the yeah. guy's a bad guy. Done. Yeah. I, I watched it and like, it's so fascinating just seeing this, this absolute train wreck of a person. And so like, like everybody for a while, I was, I was obsessed with the disappearance of Don Lewis uh, Carol Baskin's husband. Ah, uh, yes. All the Carol and Baskin's memes. I know. And like, I listened to this podcast called, uh, uh, the murder squad with Jensen and holes. Okay. It's uh, Billy Jensen who wrote, uh, uh, the book that helped catch the golden state killer. Okay. Uh, co-wrote it with Michelle McNamara and Paul holes, who's a retired detective from uh, the same County that they finally caught GSK in. And they had, uh, they had another expert on and they were, they've been going through some pop culture cases just for funds. And they went through Don Lewis's case. And it was so interesting to hear from people who actually knew and from people who did research outside of the documentary, because the documentary did so much to villainize Carol Baskin. And of course they did. Like she's, she's, she's a woman who is, quite successful all considered you know she's done well for herself she's got a rescue group so of course she has volunteers like it's not weird she's asking people to work for free and you know she had this incredibly charismatic awful figure after her and it's it's really interesting that you know they chose to vilify her in such a way so what paul and billy did is they went through all the evidence and the evidence that was left out of Tiger King. <laughs> well, that that's what they're I, I would I would not be surprised if that's what they're gonna do for like Tiger King part two is like now we're gonna look into Carol Baskins. Well yeah, and like, so, like we vilify her in the first one and then we can actually go and we give her her redemption arc. Exactly. But man, like I, I didn't know this, especially from the documentary, but Don Lewis was in deep to the Costa Rican mafia. Oh yeah, and he was apparently a really bad pilot. Like he loved flying, but he was real bad at it. Like Harrison Ford, apparently. Oh god, what the what the heck was that? Altercations <laughs> on a runway, and I'm like, all right. Like uh, somebody should have taken his license away, you know, when he crashed like a few years ago. But you know, think. whatever. But, but he's Harrison uh, Ford. He's Harrison Ford. Let him do his thing. But uh, yeah, like it's it, the the the. The end statement from Billy and Paul was essentially that, like, it's extremely unlikely that Carol murdered her husband. It's significantly more likely that he either disappeared to Costa Rica or he disappeared in Costa Rica. <laughs> I mean, and, you got to be careful, man. Like, if you, like, the Costa Rican government does not want you going near Isla Sorna or Isla Nublar. Like, they have that cordoned off. And if you fly anywhere near that, they will shoot you down. Well, you just gotta you just gotta look deeper. You gotta figure mm. out. You gotta ask what it was Gentech was doing there. Is Ingen? Ingen, whatever. I sorry, I only <laughs> know because like I, I I just read it like maybe like yeah. five days ago because I was like I want to read another book. So I was like I love Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. I read Jurassic Park, and now I'm like I want them to redo Jurassic Park. Yeah, but like from the book. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that would be an asshole in that in that book. He's such a bad dude, and I'm like, yeah, because he kind of would be. Yeah, he's a he's not this you know Richard Attenborough nice guy like children. Yeah, here. No, he's not Just a like, charming uh, old man. He's a fucking capitalist oligarch monster. Yep, <laughs> and I'm just like, 
give me a series though. Like, don't give me a movie. Give me like, give me like Chernobyl. Like, give me like eight mm. part series it, and then you can give me Jurassic Park. And that be would be interesting. That'd and be you can still amazing. cast Sam Neill because he looks. He's about the same age that Grant would be now. So, oh, yeah. Oh, that'd be cool as hell. I'd be into that. Right? Oh, yeah. man. I would I love might it put so down much. Persona 5 for eight hours for that. <laughs> um, yeah. So are you, are you getting everybody in Persona 5? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. See, I haven't played 5. Like, the last Persona game that I put any time into was Persona 4. 4 was like, great. Though. I played so much of Golden. Um, I, have, I have Golden on my PS3, and it's... It's a magnificent game. Yeah. Uh, I, I did the thing where I had it on my PSP, and then I, I bought yeah. that. I don't even think they make it anymore. Do they still make the PlayStation TVs? I don't think so. Yeah, it's like you would plug in your PSP game and play it on TV yeah. and, like, stretched out and not great, and I did yeah. that. Of course. So that's how I played Gold. <laughs> I, yeah, man, like, 5 has been – I played 5 when it first came out in, like, 2017, and I loved it. I I put probably 120 hours into it then and Royal is such an improvement on so many levels in like the scripting's better. The, there's new characters that are just as good. There's uh, it's, it's so good and it's such a great story. Like it, it caught me immediately and playing, playing it again has just been a treat, especially right now. So who are you romancing? Oh, uh, on my current run, I'm trying to get the ladies man trophy and oh, so everybody, everyone. But I would say like in, in a, in a like decent person run, it would be Makoto. Okay. Absolutely I absolutely Makoto. I, uh, what about four? Four. I romance Rise. I did Chie. Mm, fair. Cause nobody else liked her. I like Chie. She is like, lovely. My thing with Chie was like when I beat that, like, what she gives you when you finally complete her romance arc is you yeah. guys get matching sweatbands. And That's I was cute. like, hell yeah, I want matching sweatbands. So That's I read so about sweet. that. And I'm like, I'm going to romance Chie. And I fell in love with Chie. And I was like, I love Chie. We got matching resbands. We're so cool. Uh, but yeah, like that That's was really sweet. That was Chie is really lovely though. Mm-hmm. For me, I think it was between, um, it was down between Rise and, Oh, I'm forgetting her name. The one that runs the hotel. Yes. Uh, and what was that? What was the hat girl? Oh, uh, Noto. No, so yeah, she just like never did anything. Like, like I, I don't know if I like just never like unlocked enough of her, but like I barely yeah. remember her in the game. I just remember there was a girl with a hat. Yep. And that was basically all I remembered about her. She, she for me just came around too late. Yeah. Like, like I was already, I was already in there with like, I was already in there with Chie. Like I'm yeah, already going fair. to her parents' place, getting that pork yep. cutlet bowl like every yeah. <laughs> night. So extra yep. spicy because you gotta, you gotta be you a man. Yeah. Um, otherwise, she'll call you weird names if you don't get the extra yeah. spicy. I'm like, all right, Chie, I'll get the spice. All right, Chie. God. <laughs> oh man. But dude, Jesse, uh, dude, this was fun. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Thank you so much, Josh. It was oh, nice no to problem. come on and just ramble about gaming for an hour and a bit. That's the that's the best part. We just <laughs> talk about randomness and yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, I just like because you may not have anything. I mean, if you've, you've got the mobile game, which you can't remember. Um, Lord's Mobile currently. 
downloadable. What the, the thing with it too that I think was neat is it's like a four-year-old game. It's like an older mobile game that's very popular, and they just added English voice acting to it. Oh, okay. So like they brought me and like a few others in, and I'm doing like I just have the lead character on it, so he's another tall blonde sword wielding himbo. Wait, a tall blonde sword main character? You're yeah, kidding weird, me. right? It's kind of a thing, but um, yeah, I, I booked him and I went in and I did some recording on him. And that was, again, probably like a year and a bit ago. And I just completely forgot about it. And then I got an email from the studio saying, hey, Lords Mobile's out. And I'm like, Lords what? That, that thing you did like seven years ago. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, but, of course, I realized, and it's, I've been playing it a little on and off. It's not super my type of game, but I'm happy to be a part of it. It was a lot of fun. Nice. And yeah, definitely go watch Dragon Prince. Watch where Dragon you Prince. You voice, uh, I know his name. Don't tell me his name. I, well, I'm Crowmaster. <laughs> you know what's really funny? I'm sorry, is Cole. My, sorry, Cole. My D and D game with Todd, my shitty halfling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm playing that with Cole, uh, and nice. Cole plays my brother Hector, who's a, a like teenage wizard halfling. Well, see, it would be great if he wasn't a halfling. Then you yeah. could have like this cool like twins thing. He's like an orc barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> with oh, so that's awesome. Cole. Uh, but no, yeah, you play uh, everybody's uh, favorite uh, goatee scruffy man. Uh, He's scruffy Sora. now, yeah. Yeah. Do you guys have a last name? I don't know. I don't think so. Or at very Does least Callum if... have a last name? I don't know. I don't think anybody don't... has last names. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of like the Twitter trend of just naming characters after I their do. fandom. I've been, so I've been like... loving that. Soren Dragon Prince, I think, is very funny. Because, <laughs> yeah, because like, we got Marco from that. Yeah. And the, which you voice. I, I voice uh, Marcos as well, yeah. Uh, Marcos, you voice like 30,000 people in that thing. Um, I'm, I am, who am I? I'm, I think I only have like three. I'm Soren. Oh, of course, I'm Soren. I'm Marcos. You're a and guard. I, have, like, I am you, a guard. Were you a guard in season three during that cool little exchange? I was, yeah. With I was the, with the, well, with the jelly tarts Marcos. or whatever? No, oh, that was, uh, that was Jack and that was Vincent Tong. Oh, it was Jack, yeah, okay. Voice people. Yeah. But uh, I'm a Moonshadow Elf in the first season. Like I'm you. one of the Moonshadow Elf assassins. And I just do like a little bit of background, like random walla here and there. But See, that's cool. Those are and, my three that I can play. And Wonderstorm, if you're looking for somebody to voice anybody. <laughs> oh my God. I can be an elf. Like, let me be, let me be a half elf. Or you're not already a half elf. A, you're a lichen elf already. You've, you've, you've shown you've got elf chops. I can. I can do it. <laughs> let me, uh, I'll be a... I can. Oh wait, how did it? Like they're English, right? But like, oh, in, boy. like they're like the Earth Elves. I think according to Jack's thing, I guess they're English. And then I we've guess. got the Scottish, Scottish uh, Moon Elves. Moon Elves. We have the French Sun Elves. Yeah, and Nix was also Nix was like a Cockney. Yeah. Uh, Skywing Elf. We but, haven't had the Water Elves yet. Maybe they're not. Russian. Maybe they're all from Boston. All I mean, the water like, elves are lost. <laughs> I think it'd be funny if they were a finish. Bye, everybody. Thanks for coming. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> no, no, I no, I want them to be finished. Would you please end it just there? Yeah, we're beautiful. done. <laughs> um, no, but no, Jesse. Where can everybody find you uh, social media wise? 
Uh, you can find me at J in Ocalia on Twitter and Instagram. It's the same. It's just J-I-N-O-C-A-L-L-A. Um, those are really my only two big ones. Um, I have a website with my demos on it, which are linked to both. And uh, yeah, check out check out stuff I'm in. Yeah. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. You can find the podcast on Instagram at, and I still have no idea where to look in this thing. If I look straight on, I'm looking into your soul. But if I look here, I'm looking at you, I guess. But if I look here, I'm looking at Jesse. So I don't know. Um, Whatever works. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on, again, Josh L. Kane podcast on Instagram at animation station podcast on Twitter at animate podcast. All of our episodes, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and our website, animationstationpodcast.com. New episodes every Wednesday. I'm sorry, Monday. Today's a Wednesday. You know. know. It's a day. It's one long Wednesday, Josh. It is. Everything's (laughs) one long Wednesday. It's been two hours since we started this, man. Like, we've been... Yeah. Talking talking boring stuff for the first hour, and then we recorded this, which is also boring for another hour. Um, all wow. right. Uh, so for the Animation Station Podcast, I'm Josh. I'm Jesse. Take care. Bye, everybody.